0: over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the forefront. Book two, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. In the middle of the longest running civil war in human history, there's a courageous team of people who bring aid to those in the conflict zone. They don't do it out of obligation. Rather, out of love, and the hands-on leadership examples they provide through love and service are truly inspiring as well as changing lives. I'm talking about the Free Burma Rangers, and today we're talking with founder Dave Eubank and his daughter Saheli. Welcome to Leaders Moment, brought to you by Vision Voice and FX Missions Podcasting. We encourage you to take this moment and use it to sharpen the saw of your leadership perspective and performance. We're bringing you interviews, stories, and more from leaders much like yourself who are taking action, learning, realizing potential, and getting results. I'm super excited to share this episode with you. We recorded a few months ago, After we had a retreat in Alaska and were able to connect with Dave in person there, shortly after that, I went to Texas A&M. Did I hear someone say gig (laughs) I went to Texas A&M University when Dave and Saheli were there in person, and we we sat down for a recording in one of the library's learning rooms, I guess it was. Great, great, great to be with them, and I really appreciate it. We've got a trip coming up right away. Bad the time you're hearing this will be in Brazil. We're pretty excited about the trip to Brazil and would appreciate your prayers. We also have a Bro Summit, this retreat of the kind I'm talking about, coming up in May. And if you'd like to know more about that, please email me at Scott at fxmissions dot com and I'll share some more information with you. Bro Summit. Whoa. You know, it's like caveman time meets Jesus coming out at his resurrection. That's right. Like I mentioned, this was recorded there at Texas A&M, and we were able to sit down with Dave uh, Eubank, who is the founder of Free Burma Rangers. You've got to check these guys out. Also, his daughter, Saheli, joined us, and we'll we'll backlink some web stuff in the show notes so that you can get right to their information, including the FBR movie, which is uh, incredibly inspiring. During our time together, there was a lot shared about the dangers of the reality that they face and and losing team members, which they have lost a number and some quite recently. We also talked about what compels them to go, and we had a powerful and liberating, I think, word of encouragement for the church in the United States uh, from Dave. Well, thank you guys for being here. For those of you listening, I'm probably at the end of my five-year wish list here of sitting down with you guys. This is Dave, and Saheli is also joining us. Dave Eubank from Free Rangers, and Saheli is here as well. I think I said that right in my Texas drawl. But hey, you
1: guys are, I mean, family history from Texas, am I right? Yes, sir. Many generations back, my great-granddad out in West Texas. All right. My granddad in San Angelo. My great-granddad and my granddad Walked, well, actually, they rode their horses 20 miles to get baptized. And my then, word. yeah. So they're new believers. And then my dad was born here in Texas and then fought in the Korean War, met my mom, who was a Broadway singer and actress. Oh, my. My dad was then in the oil business after the war. Yeah. Remet Jesus. He was, he was baptized right. as a child. Yeah. But gave his life again to the Lord and left the oil business. My mom left the show business. Right. Got married in 1959 or 60, and I guess it was 60, it was December 60, and I was born nine months later <laughs> in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. So I'm a real Texan. Yes, you are, sir. And Saheli was born in Alaska. Our other kids are born in Burma and Thailand, but she's born in Alaska. <laughs> I was surprised to find out that like the Alaska people, when
0: I saw you guys when I was there last, there's a little taunting that goes on. Hey, you know what Texas would be if Alaska was divided directly in half? Right. Third biggest state. And some lady in the restaurant said, you know, you must feel claustrophobic being from Texas. I mean, I I feel for you. I was like, out of nowhere, people are like chomping
1: me. You know, like I got shoved. They're jealous (laughs) because most of Alaska is owned by the federal government. Okay. Most of Texans owned by us Texans. That's right. Hallelujah. All right. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to use that next time. Yeah. You know, I. I, We also were an independent country. That's right. And that's kind of a. They're basically a welfare state. (laughs) Yeah. China is bigger than them if they want to compare welfare states.
0: (laughs) Plus, I I almost mentioned population. Your entire population can fit in a shoebox in Fort Worth. You know, I mean, sorry about it. But hey, I love Alaska, though. I mean, I really do. And I know you guys. We love it too. You love it too for what it is.
1: I loved it enough where Karen and I went there to have our first child born there.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a cool place. Obviously, I met you guys there. Of course, my background, you know, I'm friends with Zach and Sarah from, right. from the aviation. And I'm kind of right from the area where they're from. Right. So that kind of helps locate. He's from Town Bluff and I'm 45 minutes away or something. It's really good that you guys are here. I know you're getting ready to bug out. For those who haven't seen your movie, I want to try to roll some content in that didn't make it on the movie. By the way, I loved the movie, you know. Thank you. I know somebody just had it on their heart to get the message out of what you guys are doing. And I know you didn't do what you're doing for the movie and you didn't do differently what you're doing because cameras were rolling. So if you haven't seen the Free Burma Ranger movie, you got to see that. What's the best way for folks to get to that?
1: You can get it on Amazon. Free Burma Ranger's available on Amazon. Okay. That's the best way to get it. It's real. We didn't make the movie. Friends of ours did. Yeah. But the reason there's so much footage mm-hmm. is because our relief teams, we have relief teams in Burma mm-hmm. and Iraq and Syria and Tajikistan and Sudan sometimes. Our relief teams, there's five person on a relief team. These okay. are locals in war zones. There's a team leader, a medic, a good life club counselor, and a photographer, videographer. And the role of the photographer and videographer is to document what's happening. Right. And this started back in Burma. Most people have hardly heard of Burma. It's also called Myanmar. They don't know, most people, that 73 years of civil war, the longest running war in the world, millions mm. displaced. And mm. so we knew it wasn't known, but we know that everybody counts. And so we trained one videographer, photographer for every team. They've been shooting footage for 29 years. Wow. And so when, when the documentary was being made, we already had all this footage. It's all yeah, real. There's, no, yeah. there's not retakes and reshoots. It's what right, you see. Right. The only thing new we did was interviews to kind of right, put right. things together. But yeah. it's, when people were making the movie, our friends, they said, a group called Daydocs, there was so much footage for 20 something years. You can't look at it at all. Right. So we would just pray and ask <laughs> God to guide us and just touch that little slide bar, you know, going through thousands yes. hours. Yes, hours and hours and hours. And, and hours. God just helped us pick yeah. the moments. And then we would start crying in the room, we know, okay, that's it. That's the
0: one to use. That's the one. Wow. I want to say I appreciate that about you guys, and it came out not only in the movie, but in other times, in the few times that I've seen you, is like, uh, we don't know what to do. Let's pray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Simple, but, you know, it's kind of almost can't be more profound, right? We need to be led. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that about you guys, and I know it's a lot what's gotten you to where you are, to me, it's kind of a little bit of a—I don't know how you say it—it's a little bit of a surprise, maybe, that you're still alive. <laughs> I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not trying to be stupid here. I'm just saying that you were actively involved in special forces, U.S. military, for a few years. That probably wasn't a cakewalk, and you—you know—you felt this leading to get into really something nobody had ever done before. I don't think what you guys are doing. You had a great big role model in front of you say, you you do this then and you do that. Obviously, Jesus can't be improved upon as a role model, but you're doing something new and different from what most people are doing. And a lot of that has involved danger, not just for you, but also your family has been with you in your travels. Can you speak to how you're still alive? I mean, that's a weird question. You may not have gotten, I don't know where that's even coming from.
1: Yeah, Lord Jesus, give me the right answer. By God's grace, you're right. Just a couple months ago, I was in Burma. We were in Burk. sailor was with me. Mm-hmm. One day, we had 10 people killed right around us, 21 wounded. One of my best guys shot right next to me. Burma Army's so close, you could hear him yelling, die, die, die. That's close when you hear someone yell, die, 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 and they're shooting at you. Mm. ba, bah, bah, bah. Point blank. And we had Burma Army on both sides of us, hundreds of them. Yeah. And that one incident, which lasted about half an hour before we were able to get out and carry our wounded out, Then it went on because you're going back for dead and wounded and they're shooting at you the whole time and metals Mm. whipping over you. And this happened many times. And I remember before this, this last mission was May, June, July, in the January through March mission, every single day for about a month and a half, we were under direct rifle fire, machine gun fire. Airplanes bombing us, helicopters attacking us, artillery mortars hitting us, people dying around me every single day. You look around your group of 20, 30 people, four people are going to get shot today. That's sure. And why not you? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was wounded four times in the Battle of Mosul in Iraq and faced ISIS point blank, two yards away, shooting at me, and had a head injury in Burma from an airstrike. I should have been killed. The guy I was dragging, her friend, he was killed. Mm. I only think I'm alive because God's helping me. I don't have another explanation. I mean, my profession, I was 10 years in the Special Forces and Rangers. So I know how things work. I have a feel for how things are. But that doesn't stop. There's no such thing as dodging bullets. You can't dodge bullets. You just do or not get hit by them. Yes, sir. First, you can't see them to dodge them. (laughs) Second, no one's that fast. Uh huh. But... What we want to do is whatever we do, we pray, God, should we do this? Is it pride? Is it comfort? Is it fear? No, not pride, not comfort, not fear. Is it love? Yeah. Is this an opportunity God's giving? Yeah. Then, Lord, I'm scared. Give me the strength to do it anyway. Give me love for these people. You know, just recently in Uvalde, Texas, there was a massacre of children. Mm -hmm. And the people, law enforcement, some of them, I feel really bad for whoever's listening to this. It just happened, though did not respond quickly or courageously. And then there was some law enforcement, some police officer that was quoted saying, if that had been my kid, I would have gone in there. And I thought that's true. So if those policemen and police ladies, actually a police lady who said that, who did not go in, but said, if it was my kid, I would have gone. I think the reason they didn't go in was their fear overcame any love or any sense of duty. And when you get scared enough, It can overcome everything. Mm. And at that point when you're scared, for me, because I've been just as scared as those people, or worse. I would say worse when I have tanks shooting. at me, not just one or two gunmen. I'm talking about tanks and hundreds of gunmen. You're terrified. Yeah. And when you're terrified, but you see someone in need, you want to help them, but you don't want to die doing it because you got your family and other responsibilities. I think you ask God, God, do you want me to do that? And if I say yes, then Lord Jesus, give me love. And I remembered once we were pinned down by enemy fire and getting picked off one by one, people getting killed around us. And we were there because there was a group in front of us trying to stop the Burma Army. Right. And my, one of my teammates said, Dave, man, how do you stand there? How do you, you're gonna die. And what's the point? I said, well, I just pray. And I, I said, if that was your daughter laying up there in front, yeah, would you stay? Yeah, mm. that's the only way you can stay. So the, for the, the police officers in Uvalde, if they had acted out of love, love would have trumped their fear, which is very normal. And they could have gone in and done something. And it's not just Uvalde, it's all of us. All of us yeah. will be faced in, in life where fear, comfort, or pride will get in the way of what we're supposed to do. But when you ask God for love, love demolishes that fear, comfort, and pride or pushes it down. It's still there, right. but it pushes right. it down and enables you to do it anyway. Mm. And since I mentioned the Uvalde people, I'm just gonna say a prayer for them. Lord. Please help them see the truth, confess what they need to confess, be forgiven, and try again. And I ask, Lord, that each have a chance to be brave and forgive them and bless them. So if you're Uvalde people, I'm not condemning you. I'm with you. I know what it's like to be scared. I know what it's like to be unsure. Mm. We're just human. But I know this. Jesus is bigger than any problem, including the massacre at Uvalde, including actions that should have been taken. Mm. I learned this in seminary. You can live well with sorrow. You can't live well with sin. We can't live with shame. We can't live with any kind of sin. We give those to Jesus. He takes them away. And you're going to be humbled. We are all going to be humbled, but it's okay. You're free that way. So I just want anyone to listen to this. If you're one of those police officers in Uvalde, I want to tell you, I forgive you. I'm no better than you. I love you. Ask Jesus to take you through this. If you're one of the victims, you lost a loved one, ask Jesus to help. You're gonna cry every day for your loved one's lost. That's sure. That's what love is involved in that sorrow. But Jesus will walk that with you and he cries too. And the great thing about our Lord is he takes us to heaven. We're gonna see each other again. So on this earth, we always want better people around us. We always want this good guy, that excellent. We only got what we got <laughs> and we're just people. So forgive each other and yeah. move on. Yes, yeah. And I'm gonna ask my daughter, Sahaley, so why do you think we're alive? Because she's almost was killed us many times yes. herself. That's wow. not a melodrama question. No, no. We've lost 13 of our team this past year. Some days we lose four to 10 people daily. Lord. And the last big fight we were in trying to help people get out, we had 21 wounded, 10 killed. So Haley, my daughter, treated a lot of those wounded. She's back at the casualty collection point. And so I'd like to, she can respond however God leads her. Thank you for being here with a couple of old guys,
0: oh, by no. the way. They're pretty, Haley, pretty cool you. old guys. One <laughs> <one medium. laughs> We're, it's pretty close. Yeah. Go ahead, please.
2: Well, I'd say God still has something for us to do. If He didn't want us here anymore, He'd send us home quickly. So I think it was my uncle that used to say, you know, God takes all the good people home, leaves the rest of us here to figure it out until we kick <laughs> or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we I think God still has something for us to do here. And we don't really have, I mean, I personally, I don't have the answer why. Yeah. But you
0: sure.
2: learn to, Uh, live in love despite the hurt. It really helps you when you're in a situation where people are constantly dying to really appreciate what you have and who you have. Mm. Well, I'll rephrase that saying that death makes people more of a family because it really pushes you into the reality of life and how fast life can go.
0: Mm. Thank you for that. I know I watched something fairly recently that talked about some of the loss of your good friend and Mm -hmm. all of the stuff you guys had been in recently, so... I think going back to your point on the love versus fear, which we know those are sort of diametrically, those are the two opponents of each other, you know, motivators, right? Chief motivators. The self-love aspect is uh, also, I think, competing with our courage. A lot of times if we have love for someone else because of what it does for me, (laughs) instead of loving someone for who they are, then if it costs me to step out, I just think that a lot of times, you know, I've got grown kids. You don't have grown kids yet, Say, but yeah, okay. You know, we're familiar with this idea. In raising children, you, you have to love that child more than you love yourself in order to do the things that are going to be necessary. And I think when our self-love competes with our love for others, that preservation piece Is hard to overcome and courage is, you know, it's difficult or a lot more people would be courageous, right? You guys are a great example of that and you also were human. That's one thing I want to emphasize. You're an excellent example of courage in a lot of ways, but you're not courageous in yourself apart from God's grace. It's in you because he made you that way, right? Plus, then you have to ask for grace for it to be persistent and to overcome your own limitations in that way which you guys are a great example of that as well. I appreciate you guys in your work. Maybe somebody's listening who doesn't really know much about what you guys are doing, but obviously your stuff's at the website. You can get the movie Free Burma Rangers on Amazon. I did have a question. What did you hope that the movie said that wasn't communicated maybe? Or maybe there was something, if there was one thing left out of what our story was told, what would you have included that, like you said, there's millions of hours of footage
1: that you had to sort through to get where you were. Well, I think you did a great job. Yeah, I did too. In yeah. the amount of time we had, I think nothing. If I could do anything, I would just add it and make it a longer and longer movie. Right, right. And I would add Sudan because we love the people there. And that's yeah. not in the movie. We just couldn't fit it in there. You just Sudan just wouldn't fit. Wouldn't It'd fit because of time. Right. And then so many other stories about... The people in Burma and the people in the Middle East. Yeah. That didn't fit. We'd already been to Syria. That didn't fit. Yeah. So I think they did the best they could do with the movie. I have no regrets. Yeah. It's just like there's more. So, yes, there is more. And the story goes on too, right? Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, we, we just came out of Burma. So Suzanne, and Peter, my kids, as well as my wife, Karen, and our teams who just came out of Burma in July, fighting continues. We're getting ready to go back to Iraq next week. Okay, And then into Syria, and then after that, back to Burma. So it continues. And if you know people don't know who we are, we're the Free Burma Rangers. We're a humanitarian relief organization working in war zones where we're invited, primarily Burma or Myanmar, Iraq, Syria, now also some in Tajikistan helping the Afghans. We've been in Sudan as well. Mm-hmm. These are our main areas, and our job is to give humanitarian help and hope. For me, that's hope in the saving power of Jesus right now and for the future. That's our main effort. And we don't want to be led by comfort, fear, pride, but led by the opportunities God gives us. As an ex-Special Forces Ranger officer, that's all I knew. And so our training looks a whole lot like Special Forces training, (laughs) you know, married with Sunday school. Right. In the jungle with Mr. Bean and the Hobbits. And so that's the environment we're in. Wow. And our job is not to go fight people. Our job is to go help people under attack. We're not pacifists. We tell our team, you can defend yourself. You can defend the people around you. But your main mission is to share God's love, give people humanitarian help, and help tell their stories.
0: The media piece of what you guys do is, at least from what I gathered about the ongoing civil war, it's kind of like the world's just like, you know, looking in every other direction besides Myanmar, Burma, and for that reason, there's no international pressure present to say, "Hey, get this sorted out, guys." And to me, the ruthlessness, or of course, you know, the heart of man is evil. You know what I mean? We, there's no limit to the kind of evil we can exercise on each other, <clears throat> apart from God's grace. It will and does and is happening. So, I really appreciate the media piece that you guys are sending reports. People are picking that other stuff. How do you feel about? The situation in Burma presently, as compared to five
1: years, ten years ago, what's the situation? We're in seventy-three years of civil war, and there's over two and a half million people internally displaced, a million more that fled the country. It's the longest-running war in the world, and it's increased in ferocity and violence because the dictators now not only are attacking the ethnic minorities, they're attacking their own people because their own people, the Burmans themselves, are standing up against the dictators for the first time really ever. Wow. In a in a new way that cuts across ideological, social, economic, religious, tribal lines. It's like we're done with this government. So the Burman military, is supported by China, supported by Russia, North Korea, Iran, interesting some of their backers. Wow. So we get attacked by Russian airplanes, Russian helicopters, flown by Burmese Right, operators yeah. equipped by yeah by yeah. by different dictators, yeah, and so it's the most brutal I've ever seen it, and mm. at the same time, I have hope that the Burma military can't stand when the people are so united against it, if they can hold on and pray, pray that the dictators' hearts will change, and if they won't, that they'll fall down or step down, right. so we're in the middle of that worst part now, but i I do have hope that it's changing, and our role is to be there and help people when they're suffering tell their story, help them survive it. And also my own personal role is keep encouraging people to follow Jesus. Because as we say, if you just have democracy, democracy without love is just two wolves and a sheep voting once for dinner. That's it.
0: I, I and love that quote. But, so the,
1: way, my, yeah. the majority rules on yeah, that. You know, yeah, really a, does, it doesn't yeah. work well. And with love, then even the losers have a way. Yeah. But love, in the end, human love is breakable. You get hurt enough, it can break. Yeah. But Jesus' love is unbreakable. Yes. So we have an opportunity to encourage everyone we meet, call on Jesus' name. As you're building this new country, as you're resisting the dictators, mm. as you're forming your own governance under in the, in the liberated areas or in hiding places, yeah. ask Jesus to lead you because he's going to give you the love necessary to make this country new. Yes, yes, amen.
0: That's well said. I, I appreciate you uh saying so. I cannot relate really. It's very real to you guys because you've been right there and you've heard the sonic snap beside your I haven't seen <laughs> it's loud enough.
1: Crack crack. It's a
0: very loud crack Visceral. that goes right
1: right beside your ear that says so you, that was good for you. <laughs> Cause zing is like it's somewhere close to me, but it yeah. can't hit me. But yeah crack crack is like it's on me, man. Yeah. I did some special
0: forces type of missions training. And got. I read a bunch of books. There was a seal that basically shadowed that course. I read a bunch of that kind of stuff. So I'm familiar. Right. You know, I've done some survivalist stuff many, many pounds ago. I did some (laughs) (laughs) years ago. You're surviving very well. (laughs) You're an expert. I was able to bounce all the way back and then some. I mean, I'm familiar with the special forces culture and those kind of things and have done some study on it. I never heard the sonic boom beside my ear, which you guys have heard a lot. When did you start doing what you're doing in the current form? You started with an A-team or somebody. You were doing that kind of work for 10 years. I heard a little bit of the story in the movie about how you transition and these people needed help and you stepped in and, and medical relief and your guy who was the medic you met in the woods or whatever, you know, that guy, but... In the current form that Free Burma Rangers is in, when did that start?
1: Well, 93, 1993, we were invited to go help in Burma. Okay. I just left the Army, and my wife and I were married, and we went to Burma to help. Yeah. And we had no Free Burma Ranger name. Right. That wasn't until 97, but we've okay. been working there since 93. Okay. And then people ask us, hey, can you form relief teams like what you're doing? Yeah. That are at the front, real front lines and— do holistic kind of care? Okay. We prayed. Actually, we didn't want to do it. Because yeah. by then, I had a small group of about 20 young men and women who were tough as nails. We all felt the same way. We never argued. Squared away. Squared away. A unit, man. You're ready to go. Yeah. But if you have a training program, you're going to have personnel issues, it's going to grow. But we really felt like don't hide your one talent under a rock. If someone asks you to help and you pray, don't yeah. be led by the negatives. Be led right. by the opportunities God yeah. gives you. Don't be, don't be led by comfort, fear, or pride. Right. Okay, we said yes. And then we just slowly grew till now we're training one to three trainings a year, training young men and women how to respond in fighting areas to people under attack by prayer, by physical action. And we're 29 years into it now. Yeah,
0: 30 years next year. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, 30 years. We're probably on the last half, (laughs) quarter of our time together. I want to make sure and make the most of it. Again, thank you guys for taking time out to talk to me. That's a huge milestone in my mind, and I appreciate your faithfulness is what I'm saying. I mean, there's no way to count the number of times when it would have been easier to do something, right?
1: Or just do do a bunch of terrible things. Yeah, do something
0: different. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God for what you guys are doing and for your stick-to-it-ness. Where are you guys going that you aren't yet? There's a lot of war-torn areas you guys Mm. have been into. This is a weird question. Where are you thinking about going that you aren't there yet? Are you going to Russia's little brother? I mean, what what are you thinking about?
1: No, I don't really think that much about those places because our hands are full in the wars that we're in, in Iraq and Syria and Burma that follow Afghanistan. And we love those people. They're our family. So I don't want to go anywhere that God doesn't send me. of course. And for example, I was in Burma when the Russians invaded Ukraine. And we've been in this war in Burma now 29 years. And who's helping? Very little. But when the Russian invaded Ukraine, there was this instant outpouring of all kinds of help for the Ukrainians, which is good. Yeah. Didn't happen for the Burma people. The day of the invasion, the 24th of February this year, that very day, I lost one of my best guys in Burma. We had Russian airplanes dive bombing us. We had Russian attack helicopters. Thousands of people, actually 15,000 people in one day fled. And it was like no one seemed to care. Mm. I thought, why? why are people helping Ukraine and not here? Yeah. So I felt then, no, I don't need to go to Ukraine. Yeah. Ukrainians need help, but they're getting a ton of help. They're getting a Who's lot. Who's helping yeah. here? Yeah. So I'm really grateful for people who help Ukraine, and we yeah. fly their flag in their honor. Yeah. Like the girls wrote it, I think she wrote it on, on, on horse in Burma to show solidarity with the Ukrainians. But yeah. we've been invited lots of places. We were invited to Ukraine, actually. We were invited to Nigeria. We were invited to the Central African Republic. But- those are invitations, but should we do them? Yeah. And we prayed about them. It just didn't seem like something God wanted us to right. do. I'm willing to go to yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. But that's where that is. Right now our main efforts Burma, Iraq, Syria, Tajikistan, Afghanistan. That's a lot of uh, you know, theaters. <laughs> it is a lot <laughs> you're of theaters. Operating in. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm visiting, you know, Saheli and Suzanne, who are juniors here at Tech m and mm-hmm. Playing polo and playing rugby and dancing and getting to see them. we going to watch them practice polo tonight. Oh, That's a huge awesome. blessing. But yes. yeah, There's yes. a lot of theaters, and America's yeah. one of them because yeah. of our family and also the Americans that support us. We don't do this alone. Right. Because of Americans praying for us, providing financial assistance for yeah. our relief yeah. teams. Yeah. We're all in this together. And yeah. it's, it's fun to come back and say thank you, like we
0: did in Alaska. It was. Uh such a blessing to be with you guys. There just kind of happened up on the meeting. We were doing our men, annual men's retreat, and it just happened to be that we were in Palmer for that this past time. So we should invite Sahaley to say anything else that's on her mind. She's just over here sitting on her hands, wanting to say something, and the old guys are talking. It not really.
2: I'm what? enjoying listening.
0: Okay, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> What is Haley going to do after Texas A&M? It's a fine school, but you can't stay here forever.
2: Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have proven no, it's that you true. can no. stay forever. Uh-huh, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Well, I hope to get into nursing school. Right now I'm doing pre-nursing mm-hmm. studies and hopefully going to AM Nursing School. A, hey, A, hey, whoop. And— um, <laughs> Okay. It's a cult over here. Yeah, yeah. It's friendly kind. A friendly yeah, friend, cult. A yeah. friendly, cult. Very friendly cult. And then I hope to go back and work with my parents in Burma for organization. We have Jungle School of Medicine that I'd really like to go and work with. They get a lot of hands-on experience. I got to deliver a baby last year, so that was wow. really incredible. And be just more of a help, especially when we go to the front lines, being able right. to yeah. help in that way, medically yeah. at least.
0: You're going to get... More squared away medically than you are now, more training. Legally that, medically. Yeah, Legally yeah and medically then you're going to get back play. into the yes, sir. fray there. Yeah. You guys are inspiring crew. I got to say that. I got one more question for dad here, and then we're going to call it. But if you had something to say to the American church, the mm. church, there is no American church. There's the church in America, right? I mean, the church is one. We are all in Christ. Those of us who are in Christ are one. But some of us live in America (laughs) and some of us don't. And I think because you grew up here, you know, you're part of the military, all that. You had deep roots here. You Obviously, we're here now and you're a citizen of the U.S., I'm sure. But you have unique perspective that was forged in the far reaches (laughs) of both, what would you say, improved and unimproved scenarios. What can you say or what comes to mind to you that you could communicate to the fellow believers in America that— haven't had the
1: visibility that you've had what comes to mind well the church is the most wonderful thing in america not democracy not even our natural resources and natural beauty those are both wonderful too yeah but by far it's the church and so i want to thank the american church the church in america that are followers of jesus and always remember if you follow god that's good you're good if you don't follow god you're bad So going to church doesn't mean you follow God. Yeah. And so if we follow God, we're good. When we don't follow God, we're bad. Uh, Then when you're bad, just say you're sorry to God and people around you and get up and go again. I talked to the now leader in exile of Afghanistan when Afghanistan fell last year. And he said, tell the Americans, of course, you, you made a mistake in Afghanistan. But the biggest mistake was us Afghans. You're not responsible for the fall of Afghanistan. We are. Yeah. You know what you did wrong. You know the cowardly acts that happen on the airfield and the ineptitude. Yeah. So you're human. Get over it. Say you're sorry and lead because God has blessed you as a country. You care when you do wrong. Other powers don't. So don't abrogate your responsibility and gift God has given you. You are a special country. You're just human. We never worshiped you. <laughs> but because you did things God's way, he blessed you. Yeah. For the sake of America and the world, stay in leadership. Say you're sorry and stay in leadership. We all need you. And so I I say that to the church, stay in the fight in Jesus' name. And we serve, as you were telling that young man out there, this is much bigger than religion. Yes, We serve Jesus that God personally sent to come to this world to show us his way, his kingdom on earth is in heaven, to show us our sin, to forgive sin, to help us forgive each other, to walk in his plan, and then when you die, you go to heaven. You can afford to lose on this earth. So the church on my heart, too, is to say, share each other's sorrows. Stick together. Don't kick people out. But let the Holy Spirit convict people of sin. Yes. Don't pick a fight. God will bring the fight to you. Hebrews twelve fourteen: when it possible, leave at peace with all men and be holy. Every time I'm ready to get involved in a controversy I don't like, I pray. Did God put me in that fight? Uh, no. Am I holy? No. Well, I got to stop, ask forgiveness, and then Jesus will give you the leading and power to fight the battles He wants you to fight. So that's a unity of spirit, and it's calling sin sin. Yeah, we don't let sin; it's sin is sin. Yeah, but then that's a sin, man. Please stop it. I love you. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. Let's go. Keep going together. Yeah. And so, Amen. There's no extra people out there. There's no perfect people. It's just us and the power of Jesus to change our lives. And I think that's the greatest thing that God has given us is his son, yes. and we can count on him to change our lives, and then we will be part of his kingdom on earth, his yes. kingdom in America, on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm grateful because yeah. it's mostly the American church that helps us. Yeah,
0: I was curious about that, and I'm thankful to hear that. And obviously this is a leadership podcast. We're in a leadership crisis, cowardice, the other kinds of things that you mentioned, self-serving, you know, entitlement all of these kinds of things. To me, you know, a crisis is when something's decided whether it lives or dies, right? To me, as a country in a crisis kind of situation, I'm not talking about just at the highest levels. I'm talking about at every level, you know? Are we going to be courageous? Are we going to flinch? Are we going to do the hard thing that needs to be done? And loving is the hard thing that needs to be done. Forgiving is the hard thing that needs to be done. And, you know, the divisiveness and the undertow of yuck that everything's politicized and let's, you know, if you don't agree with me and if there's not 100% conformity to what the way I'm seeing it, then you're, you know, some fill in the blank bad word. That is a sad fact of the climate we're in. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate you guys and your example. To me, leadership is about taking action, Mm -hmm. right? If you don't act, If you just thought about it, (laughs) you know, that's not really leadership, you know, if you just thought about it. So that to me is what you guys have done is you've acted, you've stepped out, you've been obedient to step in the harm's way in the way that you felt God was leading you. And I believe that kind of back to my first question, that's why we're sitting here today having this conversation, because God has protected you and he's seen you through. Parting question, Free Burma Rangers, 20 years from now. Okay, the mic has been passed.
2: We don't know. (laughs) We take it day by day.
0: That's a a good answer.
2: Yeah, that's it. We can't plan too far ahead because we don't know what day will be our last. Hey,
0: those are great answers. I've got to have a rebuttal that gets more out of you than that. What would it be? What would it be? No, I I appreciate that. But obviously we're generations. We're handing. Mm
2: -hmm. We're
0: handing our work, you know, and we're handing what we've accomplished and, and what God has done through our lives to generations that are behind us. And that is the way it works, you know? So I just pray for you guys that whatever God does in terms of time and transition, in terms of generational consequence to your life, Mm -hmm. that you'll continue to be led the way you're being led and that God will protect and see you through to your missions, complete your assignments, complete. What did I forget to ask you guys? I think
1: you got it we didn't know we were going to start this thing. So we don't know when it's going to end. And we have no idea it's God's business. And so we know enough about our own sin, our own weaknesses, our own need of Jesus. Yeah, And then we ask him to show us the truth of ourselves, forgive us and help us forgive others. And he does it by his power. It's, at some point, you, we don't have enough love in us, but he, he does it. And so we yeah. follow him and he's going to take us where he leads us.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being a great inspiration to a lot of people. And thank you for your faithfulness to what God's called you to do. And I'm gonna come see you
1: in you Thailand. You are welcome.
0: I'm coming to see you in Thailand. You're welcome. But uh, probably not this year. Maybe next year. Maybe we'll shoot for next year, but it would, I would love to get some of your team over there and, yeah. and get some on the ground kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, people. yeah.
1: And you are asking about leadership. I think the key is to communicate with God and to communicate with the people around you. Mm. And ask God and the people around you, what should we do? And then when God tells you and others join you, you go. You're leading. Mm. And if they don't follow you but God told you, you go by yourself. Mm. You're free. Go. And it's better to be small and free than big and encumbered. Mm. I love what you said about taking action. Yeah, pray and take action. Be bold in the things of Jesus, humble in the things of man, and go. Mm. Amen. That's a good way to wrap it up. Thank you
0: guys for being here. Thank you. Me, God bless I want to pray for you oh, right I quick while it. we're still going here. I love it. Lord, thank you for this family, for their courage, for their hearts to be obedient and to follow you and to do what you say. That simple, Lord. And give them just multiply grace and power to them in your holy name that they can continue to fulfill the things that are on your heart for them to do, for the entire family, all of those who aren't here, and for the entire team, for the entire group, Lord, bless them and give them comfort in their sorrow and strengthen them, Lord, in their future and lead them in every step we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. We want to say thanks so much to Dave and Saheli for taking time to do this and, and for letting us publish it. I got to say, you know, getting Dave and Saheli on the mic is like maybe it's been a five-year goal of mine. So, so, so thankful that they took the time. Uh, There was a lot that really hit me during this time, especially the word that Dave had for the church in the U.S. I think Dave's got a lot to teach us, and I think we got to listen to him closely because he's he's in a kind of a frontline situation he's doing the stuff and he's got a ton of cultural education if you will so often i think we as uh, folks inside the us we can be inside of an insular culture and and we don't really necessarily relate to other cultures certainly not as much as dave gets the opportunity to so listen carefully to his instructions you might go back and re-listen to some of what he said about that word for encouragement church in the u.s i really really think he's worth paying attention to if you'd like to find out more about free burma rangers you can find them at freeburmarangers.org that link will be in the show notes as well So really, really appreciate you checking them out again. Free Burma Ranger movie. You can probably Google that and be watching it in no time. So please, please, please avail yourself to that. This is a guy we want to pay attention to and perhaps emulate in some regards. If you're listening in your favorite podcast app, you can click or tap to get those show notes and then click through to the links. Uh, Don't do that while you're driving. If you found this valuable, which we trust and hope that you did, uh, you can do one thing for me that will really help. Take a moment to pray for the team at FX Missions and everyone involved in the show, our team that puts this out. Uh, Pray the Lord continues to guide us and give us wisdom and that this show and particularly this episode will get to the right people at the right time so that we can be a part of helping them do what God is calling them to do. Thank you for being a part of the Leaders Moment podcast. We also want to say thanks to Vision Voice, our sponsor, and encourage you to check out their website at visionvoice.us. Also, if you haven't already, please visit leadersmoment.org follow to have this podcast and future ones delivered to your favorite podcast app every time we publish. Thanks again.